Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University. And we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others in a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, health, relationships, and spirituality. And we have a very special guest today. This is Anita Rodriguez. She is a award-winning Latina author from Puerto Rico. I'm a and uh, also the bicultural parody expert. She leads to the power of raising children in multilingual, multicultural homes. She raised two children with two languages and parents three children. She works uh, freelance for people in Espanol, CNN in Espanol. Uh, she's involved in Alegria Mobile Bookstore. And she also is the author of various books, including Raising Bilingual Children, and Arroz con Pollo and Apple Pie. Welcome to the show. Uh, Mari, you told me to call you Mari. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Thank now, you so much. No problem. I remember when I was a little kid, I think I was about five, my parents kind of pressured me to learn Spanish. And I didn't want to. I remember like crying or something. But then, now I'm glad I do because a lot of my clients are all Spanish. That's right. Latinos. That's right. And I talk to other uh, Latino people that don't teach their kids Spanish because they don't want them to, I guess, learn the old language or something. But you don't believe that. You think parents should teach children two languages. That's right. We know too much. Uh, we, are, we have all this research that has, been, has proven um, the benefits and the advantages of raising bilingual, multilingual children. So um, I think that today, it doesn't matter where we live, we are raising multicultural children. And it's wonderful to, from the get-go, from the beginning, expose them to all the languages and the cultures that are around them. So they grow up knowing that they're not the center of the universe, that there's other people that they share the universe with. So parents need to be intentional about it, and I, I would hope that they, there's a big, in my bilingual community, there's a big number of non-native parents that are now raising bilingual children because they see the value of it. Yeah, and I think uh, research shows, and there, this is my colleague over here, Mr. Blitch, he would probably know this, that speaking two languages can improve your attention, working memory, executive function, and other psychological components. So it actually in, improves your, your abilities as opposed to delaying the language. Some, some parents think it delays, but it actually improves. That's a myth that is still around. It was around when my kids were growing up. They're 30 and 33, and we're still trying to uh, you know, defend that myth. Um, kids do not get confused by being uh, raised with two or three languages. And um, in fact, all of us, are born with a multilingual brain. Let me so, ask you, when you were growing up, did your papa force you to speak English or no? No, there was no force and there should not be any force in, ah, okay. in well, let's say raising strong, bilingual kids. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> we gotta make it fun and happy. Oh, okay. Well, how about a strong encouragement? Because kids are may not want to do it. They're a little stubborn. Yeah. Did your parents want you to do it? Did no, what happened to me is, uh, you know, in Puerto Rico, um, it's it's very common that people will, uh, will speak English as well as, as Spanish. So oh, okay. I, I had the Spanish at home. So you were and at school, ah, I had the okay. English. Yes, and very privileged, and yes. I'm so grateful for that. Um, fell in love with languages. So by the time I graduated from high school, I was completely bilingual and biliterate which means okay. I can write, read, right. and in English. Right. So I went off and learned French and other languages. Right, but in the Mexican tradition is not as common, perhaps, right? The Mexican parents... Maybe not uh, as common, may not yes. Want to, and I, you mentioned you have a secret. I thought, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but your secret, apparently, and this is something that happens, is that a kid takes his uh, Latino parent to, to uh, back-to-school night, 
And they translate for the parent, but then they're embarrassed to do that. Yes. Because they think the, the parent looks ignorant because they don't speak English. And the kid's embarrassed and may not even want to speak Spanish. That's so right. So they become uh, biased against it. Yes, and, and, and that's and, uh, why... Show us your book. So what does that oh, book well, tell no, you? The book is really about um, a little boy. Uh, he's six years old, and his parents are Puerto Rican. They speak Spanish at home, but in English, he starts first grade, and everybody speaks English there, uh, so he doesn't want to speak English. He doesn't want to speak Spanish because it, he doesn't want to feel, like, different. And, of course, there's a situation where... Uh, they, the kids find out his last name and realize that he speaks Spanish and then they tease him for a little bit and so you know I make the teacher the hero of the story because she tells him hey I wish I was like you you don't need to be so it's a little bit about language pride and, mm. and making him realize in a very nice way hey I wish I, I spoke two languages like you do so very nice. So it's a kid's book, but it has like an adult message too. It does. It, it, it to, does. To and embrace, you know, your identity, yes. you know, your cultural yes. uh, personality. And you know, in I'm I'm way older than you, but in my generation, uh, parents that moved here, that came here from another country, they didn't want their, they wanted their kids to assimilate to English right away. But that's because we didn't have the knowledge we ah, have today. Right. Right. Exactly. So no, no, no. You speak English. You need to adjust right away. And, you know, that's why there's a lot of Latino right. thir- second or third generation that never learned the language. And now some of these kids are parents, and now they realize, oops, ah. I really want my kids <laughs> to speak Spanish. That makes sense, yeah. And for what I've seen is that there are three elements to help them. Number one, start early is good. Yes. Uh, number two... Uh, make it a, a playful, fun thing, like, like you were saying. Yes, yes. And interact socially. Like, you don't just put them in a video and watch a video. No, no, right? no, 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 no. You know, the first thing that we do is, you know, we make a decision as a couple. Uh, mama, mom, mom and dad, you know, whatever. The couple makes a decision. And then you come up with a family language plan. And there's a lot of different methods you can use. You can choose the one parent, one language, which is now called OPOL. When I raised my kids, there was nothing like that. So I used my instincts. So I spoke to my children in Spanish, and my husband spoke to them in English. Well, now that's called O-P-O-L. Or there's the minority language at home, or there's time and place where the family chooses the time and the place to speak the language. So there's a lot of different strategies that you can... And and for every family is different, because we all come from, you know different circumstances and different activities and different routines so there's not a cookie cutter plan for everyone I understand now there's an interesting concept I think uh, Danny you remember this uh, called the tiger mom where it's this uh, I think she was from China she did a research paper on this that certain kind of parents culturally raise their children very authoritarian and strong discipline and they play piano 10 hours a day and they become great pianists or ballet dancers, right? or whatever it is, ballet. Uh, of course, on the other hand, you know, they can become like depressed or anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to language though, parents may have to push the kids. So how do you, how do, you do that? Without uh, being a tiger, I mean, first of all, what do you think about tiger moms? Is it good or bad? That's, Spanish, there, that's ma- what she figure. did. <laughs> that's not what I would have done, but no judgment. Uh, you know, um, we just know too much these days about social emotional um, development of a child, of a child, right. and we, you know, I, I, we would, we don't want to raise bilingual kids that are going to hate speaking Spanish. We want them to enjoy. So we 
We are intentional, we're consistent, we follow that plan, but we're also flexible. And, you know, there is going to be the day when they come home and I, they don't want to. So, you know, okay, well, can you repeat to me again in Spanish or, you know, then maybe go move over to the time and place uh, method for a little while until they get, there is going to be a day when he or she is going to come back and say, oops, I really want to speak Spanish now. Right. It happens. So for that little period, don't, don't get upset, don't get frustrated, don't get mad at the child, for sure. Don't get mad at the child because there's all these other things that are going on in their lives. I mean, kids have other areas of development that they're going through, especially in the preteen and teenage uh, years. So, you know, be, be nice about it, be kind, create that relationship, that connection. That's what we want from day one is to create that connection with the language, which is really like, I always say this, um, Dr. Avila, language is a magnificent tool to instill the love of culture. And you seem like a very holistic person. You look at this <laughs> in an overall uh, positive, uh, you know, emotional way. And uh, I think it's very interesting because um, teaching children to be happy based on external things may not work. Like, you know, giving them candy or something. Mm -hmm. But if you teach them uh, a sense of meaning, gratitude, right, and also kind of discipline is important. Yes. That's why I was getting to the tiger mom because this one little positive element that you do learn self-discipline. But how do you make it so it's not forced or extreme? Right. But enough. Exactly. See, that's exactly. the key, right? And you just have to have a lot of patience and, right. and you know, don't compare your child to another child because, like right. I say, it's, it's just different for everyone. Right. Let me take a question from the audience over here. Uh, if you want to come a little closer. Uh, now, you, I know you, I believe you're in psychology, sir. Uh, <laughs> tell, uh, ask her a question about the whole bilingual. Should the parents force the kids to learn Spanish? Uh, yeah, I, I, I deal with some clients who actually do, uh, as adults, they speak both languages, but they find themselves with um, a lack of that bilingualness as they get older. Because maybe they have an emotional schism between their parents, they get further and further away, uh, they forget their, their, their parents' native language, and they find themselves wanting to relearn the language because they're getting closer to their parents again as, as they get to adulthood. They learn so what's your question from Mari? So do you think then, is there is there an emotional component as much as a language component when it comes to a, a child or an adult's person's uh, motivation for keeping language, learning a language, reincorporating a language? You know, um, one of the things that is happening today is that there is a lot more parents that are wanting to raise bilingual children. So in that plan that I was explaining before, you need to include everyone in your child's circle. Neighbors, parents, um, you know, relatives, teachers, everyone. So that means that abuelo and abuela, grandparents, are going to be involved in this. And you know, now it's so easy to have Zoom meetings, FaceTime meetings, where you know, abuelita comes on at nighttime and reads the child uh, the the bedtime story uh, via Zoom, and she has that relationship and that connection. Connection, and so you know. All of a sudden, this there's this um, this relationship that the child develops with the language through the people in his life that he loves, because they all speak Spanish. Also, um, finding other families that are also raising bilingual children is good. Like you know, let's have a play date every Friday. We're going to meet at the park and we're going to speak Spanish only. And the kids are going to and we adults are the best role models, so we should also speak Spanish while they play in Spanish. So things like that. that so thank you, you know. for that question. But Marita, I'm a little disappointed. 
Oh, yeah? What is that? You have not said one word of Spanish today. Ni una palabrita de español. What happened to your bilingualness? Bueno, si usted quiere, hablamos español. Ahora sí se puede, ¿no? So, ¿Tú ayudas mucho a los hispanos también? Sí, sí, sí. Tengo todas las semanas en mi página de... En, mi, en los medios sociales tengo un, un video consejito en español con unos tips uh, para darle motivación, inspiración a los padres y este, tengo un podcast en español que se llama Mamás 411 Podcast y un episodio sale todos los martes y entrevistamos a mm -hmm. muchos padres Latinos por todas partes del mundo Uh, people can reach me on Instagram, um, Latina Boomer Mom, and then everywhere else is Maritere Rodriguez Velas, B E L L A S punto com dot com. Perfect. It's been a wonderful Maritere having you on the show. So uh, Thank you so much. Thank you. Igualmente. Uh, pleasure. We'll speak in English and Spanish all day. <laughs> okay. And I do love arroz con pollo, which is uh, like a Cuban dish, right, in Puerto Rican. Yes. Yes. Uh, and also apple pie, so so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to, to demonstrate I, I like that, that they all contrast. go together. It's yeah. All right. So, Dr. Avina with Love University. Until next time. So that was a great interview, live at the Los Angeles Book Festival at USC. We had an amazing time. And this is a great opportunity to interview these wonderful authors and people that have a message that's going to help others. So love university students. If you want to be on the show in the future, or if you have a show idea, and want to comment on today's show, you can reach us at 310-226-8090. You can write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. You can visit us at loveuniversitylove. You can also download the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Love Letter U Podcast. And you can also go to our YouTube channel, Love University. So until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila. It's time to put away your notebooks, your iPads, your phones. And class is now dismissed. Love yourself, others, and a higher nature. Until next time.